such a heart-wrenching actual story that was her way of dealing with a death in the game i was like holy shit i didn't see this coming i was just i was shooting a poop gun five minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) um on a side note that dlc actually had a nerdy bunch production presents a podcast where two friends can't seem to stay out the game the gamers for life podcast what's going on everybody welcome to the gamers for life podcast where we discuss all things games i'm one of your hosts jarell with me is my co-host my right hand man my abxy arthur arthur what's going on nothing much just had some rice with some garlic nine times out of ten these answers either i just woke from nap or just ate so Nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Uh, what have you been playing uh, recently? Uh, Deep Rock Galactic, that game mm. I mentioned a while back. That's yeah. the Game Pass game. It's like Left for Dead, but your dwarves instead of zombies, they're like arachnids, spider creatures with classes and stuff. And then also I've been playing GTA. Just okay. Because me and me and our group of friends, you know, we all have GTA Five, and that new update, that new update came out uh, two days ago. Oh, so it finally released. Yep. Nice. Yep. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. We'll have to get your thoughts and impressions on that in a future episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get started, of course, this is a Nerdy Bunch production. So we have a slew of podcasts available for you to listen to at your leisure. Uh, you have the Nerdy Bunch podcast to start at all. Uh, releases every Monday. So be sure to check that out. Uh, and especially this time of the year, because there are some holiday movies that we're covering, actually. Uh, I had the great opportunity to uh, host for the Jingle All the Way, uh, the movie Jingle All the Way. Uh, we talked about for that uh, that recent podcast, and we have a few others coming out. And Arthur, you're uh, hosting one as well, right? How oh, the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jerry, Jim Carrey live action. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. So, yeah. So, definitely be sure to check that out again. Nerdy Bunch podcast every Monday. Uh, you do have the Horror Horrors podcast uh, hosted by Justine. So, be sure to uh, also a member of the Nerdy Bunch. Be sure to check that out. The last episode that released, uh, they're covering uh, the remake Halloween, uh, the 2018 remake. Uh, so, be sure to check that one out. Uh, the Nerd Hut Talk Show is another podcast on Wednesday. Uh, usually, they talk about uh, they interview certain folks uh, that are, you know, in, that are involved some nerdy way or form, some shape of uh, nerdiness, whether it be you know cosplay or doing like digital art, things of that nature. That show's been on hiatus for a little bit, but it will be returning, you know, uh, t- January twenty twenty one. So just as a heads up, if you're like, oh, the last episode was in October, but you know, scheduling conflicts, yada yada, but it'll be back up. But check out those prior episodes. Uh, and then you have the Taunt Talk Star Wars podcast hosted by Clarissa and Isabel. Uh, they're currently uh, going over the Mandalorian, excuse me, the Mandalorian season two. They're actually going to be wrapping it up. Uh, season finale is going to be this weekend. And I do need to catch up, uh, I want to say an episode or two on the Mandalorian. Uh, but it's great Star Wars podcast. Uh, you know, really, really great podcast. They do a really good job. Uh, Clarissa, I call her the Star Wars Encyclopedia. <laughs> so both of these ladies in the Resempress, uh, Isabel, they both know what they're talking about Star Wars wise. Check that out. Of course, Saturday, video game day with uh, Arthur and I for the Games for Life podcast releases every Saturday. So check that out, of course. Saturday's for the boys. 
There you go. Uh, you can go to mynerdybunch.com uh, or you can go to url.bionerdybunch for the links specifically uh, to click it to get to the podcast or the live streams that the Nerdy Bunch tends to do. So today, um, we're, it's going to be slightly different. There's two main things I wanted to discuss. One of them is because a lot of the news right now for the games, they've either been already released via the Game Awards as far as a lot of the announcements, which we already talked about. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the year, a lot of people are just playing these games that we already know about. Uh, so there's two heavy factors here we're going to be discussing. One of them is going to be Cyberpunk 2077, which, my God, man, there's... It's to me, it's really a Greek tragedy for on many ways. And I know there's a lot that, you know, you're probably going to have a lot to add on Arthur. And then, uh, secondly, since we're wrapping up the decade, uh, I want us to go over our top 10 games of, uh, of the decade that we have played and enjoyed. Can you agree? This whole year feels like a fucking decade. (laughs) I, I totally forgot a decade was ending until you mentioned it. I'm like, what? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how that's how time works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're coming up on that. Yeah, definitely, it's been a very strange, very strange year. Um, but yeah, so that's those are the two things we're going to be covering here today, and then after that, we're probably going to be taking a little holiday break just to get be able to stretch our legs and uh, play some of these games that have been out. So, Great, so usual. Yeah, <laughs> all that holiday fun stuff. Um, so, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I wanted to give, to go over kind of a timeline of these crazy circle of events of the release of the game and everything that's happened. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the same folks who worked on The Witcher, The Witcher, uh, The Witcher 3, for example, uh, they've been working on this game for a long time, eight years or what have you. Uh, and, uh, it's a open world first person, mostly, uh, RPG, uh, futuristic shooter. I always say it's a mixture between Mad Max and Blade Runner, uh, highly anticipated title. Description? <laughs> yeah. So a highly anticipated title, cyberpunk 2077 slated to come out, uh, this year. Now, the thing is, is that there's been many many uh, dates that they said that the game is coming out that they end up pushing back. So some folks were kind of being, you know, a little skeptical, you know, including myself as far as like, okay, so this game going to come out this year. Is it not, you know, then we found out that the game got pushed back uh, in December. So we we're like, Oh damn, you know, and I've talked about this game on the podcast before. I was like, you're a cyberpunk, you know, but then found out that it was going to be out in December. So like, damn, it's not going to qualify to be nominated for the game awards. That sucks. And it's, it's insane and sad, like how much, like how much this has really hurt that that company, and then who knows what's going to happen for the future. So all of this that I'm reading you, you is a slightly over a week, slightly over a week of its release. All this crazy shit has happened. So I'm going to read the first thing, and I'm going to continue on, and then we can talk about our thoughts of the cyber of this cyber people being cyberpunk essentially uh so for the first article around cyberpunk i want to read this uh, f- uh from video game for news so it's called cyber 
uh, CD Projekt Red has been ta- uh, taking a beating since the launch of Cyberpunk 20, 2077, with the stock falling at 29% following various issues. According to Bloomberg, the company's founders have lost over $1 billion from their own wealth. As of Tuesday, their joint 34% stake is valued at roughly $3 billion, with the stock rising at 2.5%. Based on the different uh, analyst estimates collected by Bloomberg, the title's 12-month sales forecast has fallen from the pre-predicted 30 million or so to 25.6 million. The consensus seems to be that the fixing the game's many issues will be uh, crucial for revenue, uh, even as the PC's version outlook seems to be far- faring better. Uh, BUS Bank SA analyst uh, Thomas Rodak stated in the email that nearly is a huge scar on the reputation of both the studio and its management. In uh, quote. In only a couple of days, CD Projekt fell from the most adored studio to the most hated one. Restoring trust is not impossible, but it would be much needed time and effort, end quote. While the developer has committed to bug fixes and updates on the previous gen versions, its approach to refunds has also been criticism. Despite telling uh, disgruntled players that they can apply they apply for refunds. Board member uh, Michael Nowakowski clarified that this recent conference call that it's going to be up to Sony and Microsoft and their current policies. Uh, Cyberpunk is currently available for Xbox One, PS4, PC, Google Stadia. Uh, and then it's, uh, I believe it's also available on the Xbox Series X and the PS5. Is that right, Arthur? Is that for those as well? Yeah. Um, so I don't know why, I don't know why they left that out. Uh, and then also we just received, uh, Arthur, you just, you sent this to me as far as for uh, PlayStation is uh, going to be taking down Cyberpunk 2077 off of the network store. And, and uh, I actually was pre- kind of predicting that in my brain. I said, I don't I, for all these refunds that are happening for the game, I'm surprised they don't just take it down. Lo and behold, <laughs> you sent me, you sent me that. You sent Five me that hours net. ago. Yeah, five hours ago you sent me that message, man. So this is such like a tra- it's such a tragedy for me. I guess before we start talking about the game specifically, like part of me is wondering why they didn't just push the game back to next year. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they would have saved themselves, you know, a, a billion dollar headache. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I'm I'm wondering if there's any specific like funding issues that were going to happen in 2021. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, I'm wondering why they didn't just, you know, instead of trying to rush this game to the end and completely, completely ignoring these other versions. And I know you, you know, originally bought the Xbox One version, so I want to talk to you more about that. But firstly, you know, what? Wh- why do you think they didn't just push the game back to next year? I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. pull a Halo. Halo is like, yeah, oh, yeah, we got stuff to work on. It'll be coming out next year for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what month? We don't know. Bye. <laughs> uh, and now it's, you know, they angered people, but long-term you can see how that makes a better move because I appeared at cyberpunk, but I'm like, I'm not going to play day one. I think plus, yeah, I think that was like literally the day of the game awards. So when yeah. it was released, you were recording our live stream. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> after the game awards, I was like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> uh, seeing clips of the game. I mean, plus, Jesus. like, not to, not to use, like, COVID as a scapegoat, but this is, like, the year yeah. where if you're to delay something, we get it. Like, right. this is, like, like people are working from home. They don't have the same resources. Teams are smaller. People have been let go. Mm. Shit's happened. Yeah. You know, I, again, you know, a lot of people are mad at Halo. A lot of people are mad about Halo Infinite, how it's not how Halo 
Halo Infinite was advertised as a day one launch title for the Series X, which was a big mm-hmm. pusher for it. Then it got delayed. Now you can see the other end of the spectrum. What happens when you don't do that? Right, exactly. You have a you have a game fall from grace, and I was you know I've been jokingly saying this whole time this game's an advertise like it's gonna cure AIDS or some shit. Like it just like it was like <laughs> it was like all of our hopes and dreams of this shitty year was put on Cyberpunk, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and yeah, and you forget that the hype train just runs away with something, and then you get let down. But yeah. why? But again, but why it was pushed back? I don't know. Hmm. P- again, option A, you pull a Halo, people get mad but you can touch up the game option B. You get this. Yeah. Um, this now the thing is though, the odd thing, I don't know if you noticed or if you know, if I don't know if you're going to mention that the scores aren't too bad. I think people like people are just saying people are almost like giving the console version to TBA, mm-hmm. which is odd because there's like, I'm comparing this to the launch of like some fallout 76, it's mm-hmm. not it's it's not apples to apples because that one's like a multiplayer game and there's like a server and it's open world yeah. <clears throat> with other players, but like Fallout 76 was literally unplayable. Like mm-hmm. I had a bug that I I I got a bug that had to st- I had to stop playing the game. I could not play the game. Oh, and wow. my bug, you know, anyone that's played a Bethesda game or a Fallout game or any any RPG where weight capacity is a thing, I had a bug where if I carried like literally like three three guns my backpack was full and if i put them in my storage it was full so yada 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 it was like i couldn't play the game mm-hmm. this, this is like metacritic even for console versions it's getting like a six or a, like a six or a six here a six there a seven there mm-hmm. instead of like a two or three which is what yeah. like 70, which is what fallout 76 i think deservingly got um because of the majority the vast majority of these bugs are on consoles pc play pc players are getting them too um, stadia, stadia players don't exist. <laughs> um, no one's talking about the Switch reviews or whatever. Um, but it's mainly the consoles, both current and next gen, having these issues. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they're getting like an odd pass. Like again, what, again, if this launch, like seventy six, would launch, launched the day one scores, what do you think would be like in single digits? Well, you know, single digits being like two or three, but mm-hmm. they're hovering at it. I think, unfortunately unearned or deserved six to seven but it's almost like there's i feel like we're still kind of giving it like a long-term pass because we want to yeah yeah you make a lot of really good points arthur and uh just for context so you you know you pre-ordered it on xbox one uh, and then I pre-ordered on Steam, so I can tell you my side from a PC perspective. Uh, on your side, did you did you reach out to Microsoft for a refund of the game? I haven't played it. Oh, okay, I, I haven't played it I, because I'm one. I no, because I, I want to play this game. Hmm. Okay, I don't want to refund the game. I want to play. It. I'm one of the hopefuls. It's like, look, <sighs> figure out the bugs and come back to us. Mm-hmm. Like, because I want I want to play this game because it's sometimes too. It's like look. Like, uh, for example, Victor, one of our mutual friends loves Fall 76 because he never got the many glitches. Like we're mm. playing the game. He's like, I'm like, I'm like listing these dozens of glitches I'm getting to make the game like fucking horrible. And, and, you know, like to a point with my one of my one glitch unplayable. He's like, I'm not getting that. Nope. I'm not getting to that. Nope. I'm not getting that. So there's there's still a significant population of customers and gamers. They're probably like, I'm not getting that. They're just, they're just luck of the draw. Um, and. I you know I'm NA on that. Like I said, I saw all the reviews or like not the reviews, more like the the videos of all the bugs. 
yeah. and stuff like that. And at least what I'm seeing, I don't, from what I'm seeing, I don't see anything that makes it unplayable. Yeah. I see yeah. it like, oh, fuck, I got off the load to save. But nothing that makes, again, nothing that I've seen. And, you know, cue the links, you know, that made defer it fine. But yeah. I'm just, I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the patch. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just waiting for the patches. Yeah. Um, and waiting for it to come in. And not to sound wrong, but the other reason I didn't play it, Joel knows, I play games based off like what I'm also playing. I'm already playing a yeah. shit ton of games. I bought this game because I wanted to own it. Knowing bugs or not, I'm not, I would not have started playing it until January anyways. Bugs mm. or not, I just wouldn't have started playing it until January because I got other shit I'm playing. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that definitely makes sense as far as for what you said. And then, um, you know, I think the other side of the spectrum, too, I think um, isn't Cyberpunk 2077 a part of the smart delivery as well? Or so if you get your Series X, you'll have a copy of Cyberpunk also. So that way yeah. you'll have an even better you know, version of the game, right? Um, yeah, that's a big push for that. Right, right. So so let me give you my perspective, I, I guess my experience with Cyberpunk uh, 2077. And I think for your thought process, too, I think is a lot more forgiving than I think a lot of these other players are just like freaking out. Um so for my PC experience, you know, I, I I'm playing it on a on a maybe like a five year old PC or what have you, but it has enough to run Cyberpunk at a pretty mm-hmm. good rate. Like it pretty much looks like if it was the console version, but there weren't like really any bugs. That's pretty much what it looks like. Um, so when I'm playing the game, I'm about eight nine hours in on Cyberpunk. So mm-hmm. I can only tell you this from an eight nine hour perspective. But as far as the game, and this is what makes it such a great tragedy for me, is that the game is pretty good. I actually really enjoy the game yeah. from what I played. Uh, I have ran into a couple bugs where I was like, okay, this is like really annoying. They weren't like game breaking bugs, but they were really annoying bugs. Like one of them was when you're driving like all of the trees that are like far away, they would pop up like right in front of you. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like random trees would like pop up in your car, yeah. pop up inside of a building. I'm like, what the hell? And I like, I, I turned it off or whatever, and then they started to push out these updates. They're like, hey, update your, your graphics driver, et cetera. So I ended up doing that. Went back in. I said, okay, the trees are gone. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as like uh, the, the voice acting, the music is really great. It's really, uh, you know, and just like immersive. Uh, I think some of the combat uh, probably needs some work. For example, like when you're, when you do it, you know, like usually when you, when you, you know, you, you do a headshot, you know, at someone, you shoot them in the head, they go down. For Cyberpunk, it's like you shoot them in the head. Okay, you're just choosing what area, but you still have to shoot them 17 times before they die. So, oh, shit. <laughs> so yeah, there's a couple of mechanics where I'm like, that doesn't really make any sense. Why can't I, why can't I, like, shoot them in the head and shoot them in the head? Um, but uh, as far as everything else, there's a lot of detail to this game. And, you know, I, it's really disappointing that, you know, all of this fuss that's been happening and then, you know, losing all, you know, as far as it's like, you know, the billion dollar loss and all this stuff, mm-hmm. it's just this bad, this like dark cloud, you know, over CD Projekt Red is really ruining like some of the gems that are in this game. Uh, you know, so from an eight hour perspective of me playing it. I actually really like it. Uh, I actually really like it. Once they got the bugs out of there, the music is really cool. There's radio stations, kind of similar to Grand Theft to GTA. Um, you know, there's radio stations when you drive around. I love driving the motorcycle, just like blasting like music and then just like cruising around through Night City. <laughs> um, it's pretty sick. And then, uh, you know, when it comes to like when the game is working, obviously, but like, uh, and then there's like 
everyone's speaking a different language. You know what I mean? So like you're hearing people like talking Japanese, you're hearing people talking Spanish. Like uh, there's a scene where you're, there's two folks that you're, I won't spoil anything. There's two folks that you're hearing their conversation and you're, and you know, I put subtitles on for the game. They're speaking in Japanese and the subtitles first come up in Japanese writing, but then it gets encoded into English as the conversation's happening. So that's like, cool. It like yeah. dissolves, it dissolves into English. That's cool. It, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like Google Translate, like how like that changes it up. So there's some really good ideas in this game, and then walking through the city as well, it feels like a lively city. Um, you know, and there's a lot of dialogue that I'm not hearing, like repeated dialogue. Uh, the sound is good too. So. You know, it, it, so for PC, it, it plays pretty well. You know, it plays pretty well. After they fixed those that that tree popping update, I was like, okay, I can play the game again because that was so <laughs> annoying. Where I was like, okay, bro, I'm seeing all these trees. I don't even want to play the game now. Uh, but uh, and then, but but yeah. So as far as for me playing Cyberpunk eight hours in, you know, I'm not really one to 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 give a rating to games. You know, like uh, obviously, like the the gaming you know sites and stuff where they kind of have to for their job. But uh, for me, I mean, I would say if you have a PC that can run it, uh, absolutely get it. I think it's a, I think it's a good buy. Obviously, for the PS4 and Xbox One, wait a bit. <laughs> get See. It. And the things you're saying, I think that's why we're giving this more hope than mm. we have other shitty launches. Like, yeah. like again, comparing it to Fallout Saint Six, how much that was hyped, that shit the bed across the board, and arguably PC players had it worse than console players. Mm. Um, um, but so it's like for us, like for me, I can't speak to everybody. But for console players like me, that's seeing like, okay, this is what the game could be. Once we get like one or two patches out, I'm like, I, I'm I'm willing to wait for that. Like, I f- we waited eight years. I can wait another month. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can wait another month for a patch. Um. <clears throat> so, th- the fact again, the fact that you know why the scores aren't hard, hard tanking, I think, is because of the PC launch compared to console. Cause usually again, you know, I know I mentioned fall Saint six, but there are other launches we can think of where, when it just shits the bit across the board, that's when you see like the twos and threes because of the playability mm-hmm. or lack of playability to the, due to the amount of bugs yeah. um, that really remove you from the game and completely destroy the immersion. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see again, they hear, they hear and see many videos and players like you on the PC enjoying it. Cause it is a good game. Like, uh, again, we mentioned Victor, you know, Victor, uh, Victor, he, uh, he has it. He's, he's playing it. He's enjoying it. Um, he's, okay. and again, he's encountered a few bugs. Um, thankfully nothing to the great, to the degree, like you see online, but he's encountered a few bugs and he's enjoying, and he's enjoying the game. Okay. So, so I think that's why at the same time you're seeing all these videos and like it, it is big news on face value that there's so many refund requests that Sony has removed it from the store mm-hmm. that this game can easily turn around and turn it around in like two months, a month. Exactly. Exactly. I think another conversation too, that I wanted to have around this too, is this as far as like how, how much time are, how much time are, are certain um, like gaming sites and whatnot really, taking into account like the same things that gamers are taking into account. Right. Cause I know there's like a fine line between like, okay, you have to have a review up because that's your job. And yeah. then also like to certain bias, you know, cause I remember GameSpot, they rated the game. 
they rated the game like so quickly. Like the game didn't really come out like that long ago. I'm sure they might add an, an earlier copy, but it was rated. And then um, there's a lot of people in the comments on Instagram that were just like, it seemed like they didn't really play it like that much. You yeah, know? that was that that controversial review where there was a controversial re- review where the, per- the the gaming journalist that made the review, she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I didn't do any of the side missions. All the spontaneous encounters, I didn't do those either. I didn't do those either. Oh no shit. There's not a lot of content to the game. You say, well, no fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, and I, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I was going to, I was going to do the same, but yeah, there was and that example. Yeah. Like a game journalist openly said, Oh yeah. All the spontaneous encounters never did those of uh, the side quests never did those. And she's like, there's crafting never did that. Um, all the cosmetics, which was a big, a big clear push, not a push, but a factor of the game early on. Oh yeah. All this call, co- all the cosmetics. I never changed my clothes once the entire playthrough. And you're just like, did you, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> like just drove around for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, the car driving is nice. I did like three story missions. Uh, six. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you didn't craft. How you know? How you know playing RPG and not craft? Like right. I'm just like what? <laughs> a side mission, a random occurrence, nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I hope that changes within like the journalistic medium for video games because I know that's that's been like a topic of conversation for for years to come. Uh, it's funny the 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 one the one website where I feel like they're known for being. Um, sarcastic and just kind of like jerks in my opinion is Kotaku. Like they're very like unapologetically like jerkish. And I feel like they're more jerkish now than they have been. Uh, They have, there's a certain podcast that they have under the Kotaku umbrella. Uh, And I remember they're talking about cyberpunk as far as just like, man, look, yeah, I just want this game to fail. Like the, 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 the ad, the the previews and like the marketing is so annoying and yada, yada. But I'm just, you guys aren't even like, you guys are kind Dude, of being jerks. <laughs> Kotaku, Kotaku needs to get people that enjoy their life and enjoy their job. Like <laughs> Kotaku, and we'll be discussing more in, you know, in a later episode when you discuss the new the GTA update. Kotaku mm. released an article straight up, straight up called "Why the New GTA Update Is Super Boring." Like, goddamn, really? dude, <laughs> I'm having fun. Shit, there's a new helicopter you can repel. You bet your ass every time at two in the morning when me and my friends are playing, we're sh- fucking humming the Mission Impossible theme song every time they get on my helicopter. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's a Kotaku article. Yeah, why the new GT update is super boring. Like, <laughs> yeah, like are these fucking food critics? Like, who the fuck like, are these people? <laughs> do you, as I swear it's like they watch Ratatouille and they they watch Ratatouille and they vote for the for Vigo, the fucking food critic. Like, goddamn. <laughs> What yeah, do you man. what do you want from the, what do you want from this game? Perspective. <laughs> what? Fine. Since you have none, I will bring to perspective. You will bring the game. Like God damn, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, I just feel like they need to they need to stop thinking about like what like clever thing to say in their article versus like actually having a you know like a real review and and everything of, of some of their games. But that's my that's my opinion. But I agree with you on that. Kota- yeah. yeah, Kotaku, dude. Fine. Like. like it's 2020, man. Find something that's like has hope in the game industry. Like just one person, like one person that's like, I can't wait to play this game. You're fired. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, John, yeah. you guys, I hope to be entertained by this piece of medium. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's their, their rating system is like crazy too because they'll be like, is this game worth like, is this game worth playing? And they'll be like, yes or no, or just like whatever thing. And I'm just like, God, you guys are, you guys 
bastard dicks. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, just just wrapping this up uh, as far as when it comes to the Cyberpunk 2077, you know, I think I'm glad that there. I'm glad. Well, I'm I'm glad that of your perspective on how you approach this, and I think a lot of gamers do, you know, are approaching this as well because I I've seen a lot of. I've seen a lot of people that have had a lot of negative perceptions or or, or uh, comments on the game, but I feel like they're fans that weren't really a fan of CD Projekt in general, yeah. um, you know. So they just they're just trying they're just quick to make a funny thing on it, you know. There are a couple of things were good, which is what is in the the the, the episode art for this podcast, Cyberpunked, yeah. <laughs> you know. Which I was like, okay, that's pretty funny, but um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but as far as the game in general, like it, it is a good game. It's just there's these things need to be ironed out, and then obviously they. You know, if anything, they could have just released the game on PS5, Xbox One, PC, delayed the other console titles to next year. You know, yeah. so, you know, I think that would have been the obvious thing to do. And they're in, they even talked about how, you know, they didn't take as much time or focus on those consoles as needed, you know, and like I and like I, I, I get it. But it's like, you know, guys, just push just push those ta- those just push those versions back. But, you know, I don't like, know the, uh, the specifics yeah. around how that all works but it's like we're here it's like it shouldn't be pushed back well you know and but you know and i think another reason why this game is getting a little bit more of a pass you know clearly not completely you know sony pulling it from the store is huge but i yeah. think the reason like customer wise i think this is getting a little bit more of a pass is i think there's a difference between a game being super buggy and being lied to mm. um like you know what i hate for like no man's sky and false saying six i think also revolved around how much was literally promised in our face and not mm. delivered versus versus a hype train running, running out of control and bugs shooting that train in the face um <laughs> but you know you know no man's sky you know made a turnaround but you know again launch it was like promised bam 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 didn't happen false saying six 16 times the graphics. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, this looks like a <laughs> fucking PS2 game. Like, <laughs> um, so I think, you know, I, so I, you know, I think, you know, it, it's just more of like the amount of bugs this has is, is heavily disappointing, but it's not like all this stuff features and mechanics are promised aren't being delivered upon. It just buggy like yeah. on a Bethesda level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not lied to, but I, I feel there's a difference. And I, I think it's valid. Yeah. Great point. Great point. I definitely agree with you on that. All right, folks. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our top 10 games that we've played of the decade. Uh, So we're going to take a quick break and come back right after this. everybody so before you start uh putting up your tree or hanging up your stockings or whatever to start uh trying to enjoy this uh holiday season if you can uh i i wanted to talk about just our, our top 10 games uh of the of the decade that we've played so um this isn't ranked specifically against each of those top 10 games, it's not in order. It's not, this is the top 10 of the whole decade. You know, this game is the top 10 of the entire decade. And this is the second best. Like it's, I just thought it would be fun for us to choose a handful of games 
that really impacted us uh, for these 10 years of games. And it was kind of fun going like a, it was kind of fun going on memory lane and going through these games. And obviously during these times, you know, like you and I, we, we were working at GameStop during a lot of these years, you know, experiencing like this kind of like golden age of gaming uh, for, for, you know, the PlayStation three and, and, and uh, PlayStation three, the Xbox 360 and all that stuff. And then going into the new generation before before monetization, it really took over. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was, yeah, exactly. It was, it was, it was practically before that was another, uh, a full fledged model within gaming. You a, know, a norm, a norm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, I, yeah, ex- you're, you're hundred percent right. You know, as far as like for, people were focused on the game first before releasing content. Now I feel like everything is, is focused all within and it's like people are focused on part one of the game and then, Oh, you want to do the other part now it's a DLC. So exactly to your point. Um, so the first top 10 games I wanted to go first. Uh, and, uh, Again, these games aren't ranked up against each other. And also, we're not saying these are the top 10 games of the decade, period. I wanted to specifically emphasize that these are the games that we've played. Because unfortunately, some of these games I haven't played. Um, and the reason why they're, they're, they're not in my list. And then also, there's a couple of decisions that are pretty challenging for me to choose between. So these are the ones that, to me, are the most memorable. They gave me kind of the craziest memories of it being fun. So without we're further ado. Oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. I would say, if we describe it, these are games we love. If you don't like it, fuck you, fight me. <laughs> um, we we love these games. These are games we like. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you translating that for me. <laughs> yeah, you're being your old beer, beer nice, beer on the bush. Like, fuck you, let's go. This game's awesome. <laughs> so the first game that comes to mind for me is uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, the first one uh, came out May eighth of two thousand and ten. And man, I remember playing that game and I've been a big fan of, uh, I'm a big fan of Westerns in general. And then I remember playing Red Dead Revolver. It's came out for PlayStation 2 and, you know, the, the original Xbox. Uh, and, and going into Red Dead Redemption, just this, you really felt like it was alive. The world was alive. You know, this open world game where the world is alive. The music's incredible. Really awesome freaking story as well. John Marston, um, you know, so going through that and even the, and even, you know, of course not talking about the DLC too much, but just like undead nightmare was like one of the best DLCs I've ever played still to this day. Um, but just such an all around, like crazy good, crazy good game. Uh, and <coughs> excuse me, you know, and yeah, it was just such a great game. And this is, you know, obviously I want, I want to say this is after Grand Theft Auto four. Um, but fantastic title uh voice acting just all around you know really people really saw as far as rockstar making these open worlds of uh, them really being ma- uh, really being masters you know within that are a few of course there's a few other a few other developers that uh are masters at it as well but definitely one of the masters so that game really gave me a lot of uh just like wow like great game uh the next game for me is uh batman arkham city uh Batman Arkham City, uh, you know, came out again within the same uh, ranges of PlayStation 3, Xbox 360. But hell, man, that game's freaking crazy. Like, that's like my favorite Batman game still. Even, even after, 
you know, the, the Arkham Knight and all that stuff. Uh, Batman Arkham City. I just feel like it's damn near perfect. It's a damn near perfect game. It didn't beat around the bush. It wasn't like Arkham Knight where it was like, oh, fight more tanks. <laughs> Arkham Asylum was an amazing game. And somehow yeah. City just up. They just, they did, they improved. They went, they went bigger and bolder. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like from beginning to end, right? Like the end of the game and I'm a traditional person who tries not to spoil anything, but at the end of the game, I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe they ended it that way. It's just like such a great yeah. freaking game. Such it's a great. Good. Yeah. Came out uh, October 18th, 2011. Uh, the next game on the list here, um, I would be a, a damn fool if I did not mention this game. And if I did not play it uh, extensively, a uh, game that is still being remade and, you know, hopefully we'll see a sequel from it sometime in our lifetime, but Elder Scrolls Skyrim came out November 11th, 2011, 11, 11, 11. And man, I can't tell you how it's, it, it's games like this where, you know, that, you know, get those consistent, you know, remasters and updates, you know, and some people may think, you know, oh, why are we still playing this game, you know, uh, uh, on this next generation console? Kind of similar to like the, the, the Nintendo early adopter thing where, you know, Mario Kart's on every console because Mario Kart's Mario Kart. Really similar for Skyrim and just a crazy open world going through. The music's incredible. You really feel like you're within that time. Uh, the collecting, the crafting, you know, just, just an insane, like, incredible incredible game and you know it's it's still one of those games where it's like oh can we get can we when can we get an hd remaster you know so it's just nuts game a game where bethesda was like incredibly respected uh continuously i should say you know what are your experiences playing skyrim oh well i'm, I'm taking notes because uh so far of your list two of them are two of them we share <laughs> uh skyrim man skyrim was this for me, it hit all the niches I love. Mm-hmm. Um, we've mentioned it before. I love bow mechanics. You're like, you can't mm-hmm. hit that from that far. I'm like, hold my fucking beer. <laughs> and like, I'm just like, I'm William Tell with bows and video games, man. I've played mini games. Uh, you know, like living again, living uh, Victor, mutual friend. We were housemates for many years, and he'd be like, "Why do you use that? It's not that effective." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Let's, let's see what happens. You get a fucking headshot, bam!" And <laughs> so, I, at the time, it literally scratched all the perfect itches because I was like, "Fuck, I want a bow game. I want an RPG." I just had an itch for it. I just had an itch for that that play style. Like, I don't know if I just came out. I forget if like I just I just came out Call of Duty because Call of Duty was really blowing up at that time with Modern Warfare and Black Ops. Mm. I was telling my friend like I have an itch and I, I for something, uh, and it, and uh, and he was like, "No, dude, Skyrim." What? He's like, "Just get just Skyrim, get it." I got it like a week after it came out because I was around my, I was around my birthday time, um, uh, late November, and yeah, dude, I put oh, fuck so many hours into the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Skyrim's one of those RPGs you start out like like a peasant, you end like you end the game like as a God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It, it's so, it's so crazy. Like at, throughout my nine years of my nine years at GameStop, I feel like that's like one of the three games where it's like, it was the most, it was the, it was the game I remember selling the most to people. You know what I mean? Like that game really came back from a trade-in like that, like that game. There's another game I'm going to mention here. That's also one of the handful of games where like, 
like like at least three or four people bought this within a week every week that i worked for nine years like just so and in, so insane um the next game here i i uh i wholeheartedly love uh, it's a game where you know once again it took its uh, it took its you know the, the original first game and it just expanded on it just in every way shape or form from the weapons graphics the story uh, and really having these characters come to life uh, you know in this in this game so 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 good even so it's kind of disappointing that they didn't uh, continue this type of impact to the third game. Uh, but Borderlands 2, man, Borderlands freaking 2 came out September 18th, 2012. Uh, great fucking game. Uh, you know, like Claptrap was funny in the first one, but like I was dying in the fucking second game. Like just so, like, so funny. And there's some other great characters too. Uh, I still give, I, I am still uh, shouting out uh, Tiny Tina. Uh, she was like, she was an incredible, hilarious character. Like I, like I'm so mad that, and maybe you can speak to this a bit. I don't know if Tiny Tina is in the the uh, the prequel or in the third game. Um, is she? Is she? In, is she in those Pre- prequel? Prequel? No. Prequel? Uh, no. Much smaller role in the third game. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's disappointing because she's an incredible character. Um, but just like the, the story in general is like pretty fun too. You know, like it wasn't, you know, the Borderlands, I wouldn't consider it really being a story game. There's a story you follow, but as far as like everything else is amazing as well. Like obviously the loot's loot-tastic. <laughs> Music is really fun. Weapons all around. It's just a really great time. I remember just having such a fun time going through that game. Borderlands, you know? Borderlands is constantly advertised as like having fun. I remember yeah. one interview in one interview in the sec in one interview, they asked, um, why is there no, why is, Oh, so there's no fall damage. And I think it was Randy Pitchford or some other person, but mm. like literally to an interview, it's like, would you have as much fun if there were fall damage? No. So there's no fall damage. Right? <laughs> just simple, simple, simple. Just go have fun. Such a, what a great response, right? It was a great response, and, yeah. and those, yeah, and then again, and then those are definitely the the golden days of Randy Pritchford. So back back when uh, Gearbox, back when Gearbox could do no wrong. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, the next game here, uh, another game that's near and dear to my heart that I actually didn't get to finish. I played it extensively, then I ended up circling back to it and, and beating it. Uh, but Far Cry Three uh, came out November 29th, two thousand twelve great fucking game as well man and to me personally uh i think it's the best uh i think it's the best uh uh, antagonist of the far cry series so far even after all the other ones i feel like this is a character that people were really like holy shit you know really uh, freaking out about and just really felt that really felt that particular you know just 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 such a great, great villain, great villain. A really, a really li- another lively open world. You really felt like it was a world where you're going to run into a lot of crazy stuff. Like I remember snakes jumping at me. I remember like getting chased by like all, like, like all types of animals, like bears and stuff, uh, swimming and almost getting killed by an alligator <laughs> or a shark, you know? And then again, like the bow mechanics are just amazing in that game. Like oh, if, Far Cry it, series, know their bows. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're like master, you know, masters of the bows. Uh, like if I, if I started with just the bow, the bow and arrow, like there was a point in the game where I did not use anything else but a bow and arrow, uh, and like sneaking through and everything. And I, I was pretty deadly. It was like green arrow. Uh, but yeah, Far Cry three, really fun game. I had a, a great time on that. I, one. I like how, you know, I constantly refer to the game as like, Oh, uh, worst vacation ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh man, <laughs> I feel so bad for these people. Uh, the yeah, fun game there. Uh, this game uh, runs the test of time. We, we've, we, in a sense, we talked about this game at the beginning of the show. It's one of the highest uh, selling uh, video games of all time, uh, and it's one of those games again. Uh, the HD remakes of it, more content of the game as well. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto Five came out yeah. September seventeenth of twenty thirteen. Uh, it's funny. I remember when the game came out, GameStop, I was working at the Westminster mall and uh, it wasn't a super crazy launch for us just because one, it's a mall. So like mall midnight launches tend to be really weird because the mall have their own security regulations and stuff. Yeah, it's all different. Yeah. So when I came, <laughs> when I transferred to downtown again, you were just like, <laughs> you guys are like, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> Dude. Um, you know, remember our mutual friend, uh, Sam at, uh, at GameStop? Yeah. That was her first day. Oh my God. We just needed bodies. We just needed bodies. Like, Hey, are you capable of handing things out and adding number, adding single digit numbers in your head? Yeah. Cool. When you do for like a day, then we'll figure it out afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. We got this out of five. Uh, and, uh, uh, this uh, the the game. It's it's kind of like scary how insane that game is, and how much replay value there is, and how they get so many things right. Like, yeah. like I remember, I remember when four came out, and four got some pretty good reviews. Uh, a decent amount of people liked it. it had some pretty good uh, DLCs as well. But for five, but and then people were like, "Man, like, I wonder they're gonna do for the fifth game." And the fifth game was just like everything you liked about Grand Theft Auto Five and more. And it had a lot of depth too, depth too, as far as like with the characters and stuff. You know, really go focusing on like uh, America's superficialness and just like just some some like really great voice acting. Just like there's so much, so much you can do in the game. It's like it's an it's insane. You know, like it's really insane. Games where you can do nothing with your friends and have and and just have so much fun are the best. <laughs> like for 20 minutes, we got on Victor's boat on a sailboat, which moves slow as shit. And we're just kept just kept <laughs> sailing around and we're like half RPing role playing as like pirates and like any other boat that comes within sight, everyone has to, has to shoot it with RPGs, <laughs> no locking on. That's the rule, because we you know they were our quote unquote Kenanins. And yeah, we discovered shooting boats with non lock with non homing missiles is is hard, but fun as hell. Um, <laughs> and in fact, as we speak, my phone's blowing up right now of um who's gonna be on in a bit so we can play the new DLC. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> well let me speed this up thing because I don't want no, to. You're fine, you're fine, no, you're fine, no, you're fine. You're fine. It just it just Ivan sent out the text like so so new GTA DLC, who's gonna be on? And I'm like recording, talk to you later. but yeah i mean uh there's there's like there's not even enough i can say about the game for how much of a value it is and just how fun it is uh so just incredible game 
Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they're going to do to top that. Right. Cause it's just the, it, I've never seen a game that's been set has such value. People have played it so much, you know, so just insane game. Uh, the next game, uh, is a game that really, it's another one of those games where it kind of shown you like what you can do from a narrative perspective for a video game. There's a lot of games that did that for me. Uh, Metal Gear Solid did that for me. Heavy Rain did that for me. Um, there's a few others that I'm probably missing. Even Spec Ops The Line kind of did that for me. There's some really good scenes in that game where it was like, wow, like that was pretty impressive for a video game as far as telling the story that way it did. Uh, and uh, I'm talking about The Last of Us that came out June 14th, 2013. And for most people, you know, for gamers, we know that the summer typically is like a dead, like a, like a dead area. You know what I mean? Dead time of the year. There's yeah. not a whole lot of games that come out there's in the no summer. Sh- there's no shopping season. Nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like the people that don't play games go on vacations. The gamers are like, fuck, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> Uh, there's, there's only like there's only like one or two titles that come out in the summer like around like june when school gets out and it's like flip of a coin whether they're good or not yeah exactly exactly so for last of us man the first game of course i'm talking about the first game uh the second game uh, I've, I've said before ignorantly i have not played it yet i've had the chance once i get that ps4 it's already on my system because i bought it retroactively or proactively um <laughs> but, <laughs> i need to do that for ghost of Tsushima as well but um but yeah, for Last of Us, man, just the from the beginning of the game, you know, and you know, in that time, graphics were insane, uh, and just how it tells the story, just the full beginning of the game, you're really immersed. You're like, yeah, this is what it is. This is really, just really, it really shoves you in. And um, when it comes to like a, uh, a practically like a post-apocalyptic era, era um, you know, this this crazy future, you know, that is, you know, The Last of Us. Uh, it's just such an amazing job. Uh, Troy Baker, one of the best voice actors of all time uh, for video games, or just in general, uh, does an incredible job in the game, uh, you know, playing Joel. Uh, and then uh, I forgot. Do you remember the, what's the lady's name that, that does the voice acting for Ellie? Ashley something? Yeah. yeah well, she does an incredible job as well. Uh, but just, yeah, the game just, the game is, I remember playing the game you know, throughout uh, and a credible experience from the cinematics and the gameplay as well. Uh, it's just, you have to, it's one of those games where it's like, you can watch it on YouTube, but like to get the full experience, it really like, you definitely should play it if you can. Um, so great game. You know, one of my, one of my favorites, definitely of the decade. Ashley Johnson. Thank you, Google. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Ashley Johnson. Yeah, Joe Baker, Ashley Johnson. Yeah, that's just a force to be reckoned with when it comes to voice acting. One um, thing on, oh, I'll say one thing on that game real quick. As someone who hasn't played it, because I don't, you know, I haven't owned Sony for, so I, haven't owned, I haven't owned a Sony console since two. Um, <laughs> that game had a, that game for me had one of the best openings because one thing I always love and hate, like one thing I was like, hate about zombie movies or like post-apocalyptic movies mm-hmm. is they rarely give time, to like dedicated time to when it's actually going down like yeah. shit's hitting the fan more than like a 60 second clip of like oh some guy gets in a car accident fade to black two years later like no just <laughs> give me more <laughs> like yeah yeah and exactly. that that one that one did have how that one that one had a good opening yeah definitely you know a lot of people that compared it to the 
the book and they made a movie about it as well. The road. Uh, a lot of people compared it with that to some yeah. type of, you know, zombie, zombie, uh, zombie game or movie or whatever, but, but yeah, great game. Great game. Uh, Next one on the list here uh, is a game that you know, we've talked about the series in general. It's definitely one of those staples in gaming history. Uh, any any like really hardcore gamer has played one of the games within the series, if not all of them. Uh, for me, I chose Mass Effect Two. This is really hard. I felt like um, I feel like Mass Effect One was was very close, but I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't, that one came out uh, you know prior to 2010, obviously. But uh, Mass mm-hmm. Effect Two, man. Uh, so good again one of those things where it takes the first game improves it specifically from a combat perspective uh mass effect oh, yeah. one yeah like i i like the story better in mass effect one um but the combat in mass effect two absolutely is better um but so uh but yeah and the first yeah, the story is ex- is really very good on the the second one as well, but uh, really great game. Just you know, involved just uh, you know graphically improved, and I love the beginning as well. And I was one of those folks who uh, who did the the female shepherd femship. I was all about femship, dude. <laughs> that booty. <laughs> well just like just being like a hard ass like i chose like the i chose like the meaner the meaner like subtitles <laughs> you know the meaner options of saying things to people i was just like yeah really like she would do this um but just being like just like a complete badass you know complete badass um and uh and one of the big things that i feel like people aren't doing enough today when it comes to games importing your save from the first game to the second like oh your wasn't that isn't that amazing that was so it's so good of like who lived who died (laughs) yes uh keeping going to to the next one um loosely not due to story but loosely like that the oddly the only other game i've seen do that oddly Mm. enough dead island dead island oh really yeah you you start off you start off the exact level (laughs) you left (laughs) off at in bar two Oh wow! That's but, but again, it's not too much of a narrative situation. But there is a, but there was surprisingly a transfer save file thing, and wow. what the when when that got announced, whole that that adds to the story of that trilogy so much more. When your when your personal decisions carry over to game to game to game, that's yes. Even nowadays, relatively unheard of. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think that was groundbreaking, uh, and I hope. I hope uh, gaming developers uh, do that again. You know, uh, I, I feel like there was some type of strange consensus that narrative games were going to die. And obviously they're not specifically for this year. A lot of really good narrative games came out. So I think it would be great for them to really continue this. I, I highly encourage it. I hope people do it. But yeah, such an amazing idea. And it was so much more immersive. Like even watching my brother play through the whole series and, you know, him creating his character and importing his save. Like it was just like definitely one of those golden ages, oh, golden age of moments. Uh, and this one came out January 26th of 2010. Um, two more here. So I apologize for talking so much. Um, but, uh, the, the second to last uh, game here uh, is a game that I, I've always been a huge fan of uh, since the first one that came out on PlayStation 2. Uh, it's one of those cheesy games that works. And this third one, the last one of the series, it kind of brought it back to scale as far as it, in a more realistic sense, but it still had the old school like uh, bullet mechanics that 
really made it like made it for what the game it was. And then specifically from a narrative perspective and in this graphic novel sense of, but Max Payne three, uh, uh, came out May 15th, 2012. Uh, such a great game, man, such a great game. Uh, and I remember the, I remember even from like the, the controls were like really ironed out. You know, I remember, uh, the previous Max Payne's, they were just kind of wonky as far as like the controlling, the experience of playing the game and the the story and stuff, really fun. Uh, but the controls kind of wonky for Max Payne Three. I felt like they fixed that, and they had a really good story too, really dark story, but a really good story. And there's a lot of callbacks from the prior games, and uh, yeah, just as far as for that, what do they, what do they call it? Uh, the I want to not not an unhero, but um, anti-hero. Un- Anti-hero. anti-hero thank you so much thank you so much yeah <clears throat> anti-hero and he doesn't bug you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly should i, anti- him, should I him dangle i don't know what it's called drill we might have to look, <laughs> look it up after the show we'll never know it's like get text like i get like a blaring text from you it's like 10 minutes after we're done recording fuck anti-hero that's what it's called <laughs> god damn it <laughs> why did i know that before <laughs> all in caps 10 exclamation points <laughs> exactly thank you yes anti-hero one of my favorite anti-heroes definitely on the list there for max Payne 3 uh and last but not least uh, this is definitely one of those games that i could not leave out there's a few where i was like gosh this is kind of hard to uh to see what i can fit within this t- you know this top 10 list but this is a game that i had to had to put in here fallout 4 thanks clock thanks clock fallout 4 <laughs> november 10th 2015 uh holy crap man holy crap fallout 4 i remember playing fallout 3 and just like gosh this is so cool can this be done any better and once again it's yeah it's it's like drop it's like drop kicking the nuts you know uh like absolutely it can and uh yeah just the improvement everything the i remember the game of the year editions and all that stuff and coming out with just like the additional uh the additional um uh, content add-on content for the game uh but again Another one of those moments where you're like, yeah, we're masters at this too. This whole open world thing. Yeah, that's us. You know, so it's just that's another. The, the exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, I can't say enough about it. What are your thoughts? Before their fall from grace. Um, <laughs> no, like Fallout, Fallout 4 was my first Fallout game. And I know there's been a lot of Fallouts, you know, 1, 2, 3 in New Vegas. But the thing yeah. is, it's because. Up until college, I'd watched so many people play and beat Fallout 3. Mm. War. Forget, oh, Ron Perlman, war. <laughs> war never changes. War never you're changes. Right, Ron, you're right, Ron. Never does. Um, <laughs> after hearing my thir- after hearing my fourth roommate, roommate beat it too, I'm like, okay, I've seen all the endings. <laughs> so so, uh, so I, that, that's only because... I didn't play it. Uh, that's why I didn't play Fallout Three. But Fallout, when Fallout Four came out, oh my god, I dove into that like that pool head first, man. Again, before any DLCs came out, I put in three hundred hours in another game. Wow, jeez, holy! I crap. gave up on I gave up on a few settlements, but the ones I didn't, oh my god, they can like hold off on like zombie invasion. <laughs> Do you need more heavy turrets outside your walls? Yes. Why? So when I get the notification that it's being evaded in, that when, when that summon is being evaded in, I cannot give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, man, uh, those are my top 10 games uh, that I had the most, just like the best experience and uh, the games that I played for the decade. Uh, tell me about, you know, I've been talking so much. Tell me about, you know, some of yours. I know we kind of shared a few commonalities for some of the games. Uh, for a few is a way to describe it. <laughs> um, now, two of these, two of these are part of like a trilogy or a set and we're one number off. But mm. including those of your ten, how many? How many do you think we shared? Uh, well, I see. Uh, Borderlands Two we shared. Oh, oh, oh you see, I mean, I like, get. Yeah, I'll give. Well, before that, I forgot I typed it, but <laughs> blindly giving a number. How many do you think we would have shared? But I know it's in front. I know it's on your screen, but yeah, uh, I, I would say I, if I were to like if I were to guess without seeing the list, I'll probably say at least three or four. Yeah. Um. You know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. At least three or four. So seven. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're friends. <laughs> exactly. I will say one. I will say one of which I changed on because one of which is a hard flip of a coin, and I mm. flipped it back. It's my list. Fuck you. I don't care. Um. <laughs> so I'm just gonna start with the ones we shared. Okay. Um. Arkham City. Oh man, dude. That I. I think I forget if I took a picture. I remember beating that, beating that game on a cold rainy day, on a cold rainy rainy day, mm. wearing my Batman PJs <laughs> and a Batman T-shirt with my Batman mug and um a penny a penny to out glow in the dark LED LED changing uh Batman controller. Oh, nice. Sure version. There's but like let's say if there's a collect edition of let's say there's an in store there's a hard physical copy of like collector's edition. I don't fuck what, what the fuck came out this year. <laughs> um, let's say Cyberpunk. In mm-hmm. six years or five, three, four years, that physically won't exist anymore. And anything in that in that content other than the game, just here. Your free yeah. ticket. Um, <laughs> also, side note, uh, you know, Joe mentioned one year they came out. That was like, you know, after I finished, after I was out of college. So it was like, don't, you know, picture some nine year old in these little PJs and a Batman shirt on a Batman <laughs> controller and with a Batman cup. Uh, no, that was uh, like 22 year old Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's man. Um, there's one achievement. This was before Diamond Achievements existed, but there's mm. one achievement I was the only one of my friends to get. You pretty much you had to man, you had to maintain a ninety nine combo for three minutes. Oh wow! So first of all, you had to get to a ninety nine combo and maintain that for three minutes straight. Yeah, Jeez. that killed a day. <laughs> <laughs> but I finally got it. Um, another one, another one we shared. Uh, Skyrim, same thing, man. I that soundtrack to this day. I have Dova. I have the Dova King song till this day downloaded it on my phone. Oh um, nice. Nothing made you feel like less cool or like nothing made you feel from going from like a badass to like, Oh, I'm a scared little bitch to hearing the music of like, fuck, where's the dragon? Where is it? Where the fuck is it? <laughs> you're like picking, you're like, you're like, yeah, I'm going to save the world. I'm going to stop the civil war between, you know, these two groups of ice people, these two groups of white people like ice and I'm picking flowers. I'm picking flowers. Yeah. I make potions and all sides. Da 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 da. The fuck is it? I can't see it. I can't see it. Um, another then the, uh, again, I'm just gonna plow through the ones we shared. Borderlands yeah. Two. Oh, Borderlands Two. You mentioned Tiny Tina. My favorite NPC uh, was Mr. Torque. 
Randy Savage, if he was born with a grenade launcher. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage, but if he like had baby with Michael Bay. <laughs> Dude. Um nice. you mentioned you mentioned Tiny Tina. That was to date one of my favorite DLCs is mm. Tiny is um Tiny Tina's attack on Dungeon Keep because that went from such a fun, stupid look. There's a there's there's diamond diarrhea poop and you have to follow it. Stupid thing to such a heart wrenching actual story. That was her way of dealing with a death in the game. I was like, holy shit! I didn't see this coming. I was just I was shooting a poop gun five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh on a side note, they, that DLC actually had me. Uh, that that DLC actually has my favorite version of a mimic of the you know the treasure the treasure mimics. Yeah, yeah, because you know you don't expect the mimic in the Barlands game. You're like, oh, cool, more treasure. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> so whenever the, the, the there is always one spot that always had a mimic for sure. It's always early in the DLC. And real quick, the rule was if we were at a friend that joined late, or like, oh hey, look this treasure, it's just for you. Go open it and just scare the shit out of him. Uh, <laughs> now, you put Far Cry Three. I never played Far Cry Three, mm. but I played the shit out of Far Cry Four. Okay, and. Same thing, almost exactly you said, you know, special bow mechanics. There was a gun in the Far Cry 4 that was a mini crossbow. And I have like a capture saved of me getting like five. It's like, I think it holds like five shots. Me getting like mm. freaking 007, five shots back to back. Just woof, 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 woof. Suck it, Legolas. I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, in my original list, this was a, these were, you two games were flip of a coin. Because mm. I've come back to them so much, mm. um, especially during COVID. Yeah, uh, it was a flip of coin of Minecraft or GTA. Mm. <sighs> I mean, I have plenty of fun memories of both. Um, during yeah. COVID, one of our friends had a uh, he couldn't have a graduation because you know schools are closed, and we Ivan and I made an impromptu the Hollywood Bowl in Minecraft to give him a graduation. Wow! Uh, yeah. And then GTA, but here we are talking about GTA. So I wanted GTA. Um, you said Mass Effect two for me, Mass Effect three. Okay. Um, I, I say that again, knowing lovingly the game and it's still, still critical of the ending, uh, but yeah. still love the game because for me, that was like the crescendo of, again, you mentioned the save files. These are two games where the save files, especially the balls to the wall. Holy fuck. You better pick the right people for the ending of Mass Effect two. <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely some say, there is definitely some loaded saves of, Oh fuck. Not that guy. Oh no, no, no. Oh no. <laughs> I think I lost like two people the first time I did. And I was like, oh, I beat the game. Time to reload. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Go on save file. <laughs> two people didn't make it. Um, and the one game we had on those, once again, Fallout 4. Um, mm. Fallout 4 was my first Fallout. Just love that game, man. So good. Yeah, yeah. Can I actually look, I have to look at my list of like, okay, what's different? Ah, uh, for me, Bioshock Infinite. Nice. Um, I love Bioshock 1 and 2, but, but I think also release dates, they removed from this list. But I loved how Bioshock Infinite ended, and I was like, holy shit. I never played the DLC. I played a smidge of the DLC, but never finished it. Mm. Um, just cause I just know whatever shit, 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 other shit came out. Yeah. Um, but if you've not played Bioshock Infinite, go play it. The fighting, the stealth, the story, the mechanics, it's, everything is so good. Nice. Uh, one thing we were mentioning before the show that we had complete, completely different experiences on Portal 2. <laughs> Portal 2. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dr- so for the record, before the podcast started, we we're talking about lists and I yeah, I typed mine out. Just like, you know, I have a shitty memory. Um <laughs> he's like, Portal 2, that game was pretty that game was easier than I thought. <laughs> and then I asked him the end all be all questions of Portal 2. Did you play cooperatively? Oh no. Well, there you fucking go. Because you're going you're gonna to have a Victor fucking killing you every two minutes or not looking left. Like, he'll be looking straight left. Looks up. Victor, look left. Looks down. Left. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah, complete, two completely different experiences. You don't have You don't have a teammate either being dumb and or killing you while being dumb. <laughs> um the next one i have is more of an action-based game and i've been a fan of this publisher forever but I never really played their flagship title mm-hmm. but i got into them because of this game bayonetta i never played a scene i never played nice. a devil may cry game i don't just i don't, I don't know i just never got you know, just never picked it up yeah you know back during the disc you know bastard back during the, the disc era i physically never just picked it up but bayonetta <laughs> man the soundtrack uh, the artistic style of the game. <laughs> um, it's it was just so good, man. Like the mm. the the bullet dodge, you know, the witch dodge, you know, to the bullet witch to this time is just so fun. And seeing seeing her in Smash, I'm just so happy that I was so mad, I was so pissed off, Drill, when Part Two only came out for the Switch. Oh like yeah, like Nintendo Nintendo started having exclusives. Fuck you. Where'd that come yeah. from? And like of all your, you know, you, you go from family friendly content to like taking my bayonetta from me, you whores. I'll never forgive you for that. Um Yeah. Uh I think either I missed one or oh. No, yeah, that was it. I think oh I ate one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. That's mine. Yeah. We shared a we yeah. shared a we shared a we six so we shared a shit ton. The three didn't. <laughs> were Bioshock Infinite, uh, Portal Two, which yeah. again completely different game, drill. It's a completely different game playing with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, and then Bayonetta. Um, well, something that's released now as a bundle is I highly recommend you play it. As mm-hmm. uh, they they took they they went you know they take the, they took their shooting mechanics of of devil may cry and somehow amplified it to another crazy level in mm. the game vanquish but you know so i was about, so I was about to say that game that game is that game's dope like the the, the gameplay is insane yeah i love how there's a button to smoke <laughs> so uh so playing that me and my housemates the joke the joke for that game was remember kids smoking is fucking cool <laughs> because every time you meet a boss the rule was press down d-pad or whatever it was to smoke like oh did we, we, we beat it we beat it quick 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 light one up <sighs> yeah remember kids <sighs> smoking is cool plus he smokes like at every cutscene so it just it's just one of those games where like i'm sure tr- hat, the truth people are not a fan of that game <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, hilarious. Well, a, a nice uh, list of games there uh, that uh, obviously I uh, agree with most of those. I mean, I, I I I love all of your selections, so those are all fantastic games. So pretty pretty awesome, very very fine list you got there. So very cool. 
Well, folks, uh, we are coming up at the end. Uh, I hope everyone has, uh, you know, the, the best holiday that they possibly can. Uh, you know, play a bunch of games. A bunch of games are out. There's games on sale. There's, there's a lot for you to do. We're going to be taking a short break. Uh, we'll return January 2021, top of the hour, top of the year, uh, to, to cover some additional gaming news and a whole bunch more stuff for the Gamers for Life podcast. Any lasting things, Arthur? play games now's the time yeah cyberpunk game pass sales go play go play a game introduce a friend to a game go find a game there you go there you go sounds like a good plan there for me uh all right everyone well again gamers for life podcast you can check us out every saturday uh typically we're going to be on a break once again we'll return january 2021 uh just uh, follow us on instagram at gamers for life podcast uh, i am your host jarell and of course my co-host arthur that's me there you go all right guys thank you so much ha- uh, happy new year and we'll see you next year <laughs>